Hello and welcome to High School Hero. High School Hero. I'm your host Ryan Frisbee, 2001 Queenstown Basketball Association MVP. Uh, today we've got a packed lunch for you, a packed show. Uh, we're going to talk about the Commonwealth Games a little bit. We're going to give you our Form 15 of Super Rugby and then just preview this week's action. But as always, my one of my good friends, one of my best mates, I was actually a groomsman at his wedding. Michael Isles, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. It's good to be back, as always. Um, nicely singing intro there for the listeners. A little bit of something a little different for them. Yeah, well, I'm quite rena- I'm, also... I'm, a, I'm a renowned singer, I thought, between my peers. Yep. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, sometimes. Yep. I mean, you're probably the better singer of our peers. That's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's like saying you're the best broken organ. So yeah, well, that's a it's a very valid point there, actually, Michael. Um, but you know, I still like to entertain the listeners and entertain my friends with a with a bit of song. So, but what have you been up to, Mike? What are you What are your thoughts on the upcoming episode, or any any thoughts you've got? Well, yeah, I'm actually quite excited about this one. I think me and you did a bit more prep. The listeners will be happy to know. Yes. So we're moving up in the world. And, yeah, we've got some bit of controversy, I think, in a few of these, a few of these um, topics coming through. But in, in everyday life at the moment, things are getting really cold here down in the south. So rugging up warm, heat pumps on full bore. It was oh. about five degrees Today, so snow well, on the hills. I've heard Queenstown, yes. into winter. Snow on the hills is no good. I think temperature here was about 27 today, so I'll take that. But we will start with a bit of controversy. I want to talk about the Commonwealth Games, Michael. Now, our good friend, gold medalist, Paralympian um, Curtis McGrath, is a presenter at the Commonwealth Games, which is fantastic. But if we're going to be honest, it's it's the Australian national titles. Um, I mean, the other other day in swimming, uh, they were like, Australia's like, yeah, we won a 150th medal in the swimming. It's like, of course you did. Your closest competitor is Canada. Um, (laughs) They're not getting up and going swimming in the morning. It's a winter country. The next one's Great Britain. Same type of thing. No one's going swimming. Although they do have a lot of money, so that's probably your closest competitor. And then you've obviously got the Kiwis. God bless us. Um... You know, we don't really have the funding to do much. There's there's the odd Kiwi thrown in the swimming event. Yeah. We're just we're just the we're just the typical battlers, eh? The typical battlers. Exactly. And saying that, it's exactly what you say, isn't it? I'm just looking at the medal table here. And it should pretty much just be the ashes of all sport. It should just be the ashes between Australia and England. Yeah. England is sitting on seventy eight medals. And Aussie has 147. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like 23 gold medals ahead of England, who are in second place. On 50, um, England are on 26. Aussie are on 59. It's a, yeah. I mean, the Commonwealth Games used to be something of, I don't know. I used to really get into them, and they used to have a lot of value. I think in the sporting world, they sort of, like you said, I think the other week, it was just a poor man's Olympics. 
Yeah, since since you have the medal table up there, can you tell me what position New Zealand are in? We're in fourth. We have ten golds. Hey, Mike, well, I just got to say, so, I got to say something. God, God, defend New Zealand. I love the place, but if we're fourth in a major world competition, then it's probably not. Uh, it's not a strong competition, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> India is third. Yeah, well, they got a billion people, but again, I can't imagine the funding's very flash there. But yeah, I mean, it's no. it's good to it's uh, good to watch, but yeah, it's it's no Olympics. Well, we've got rounding out the top ten. You've got Nigeria in tenth, yeah. Cyprus in ninth. Yeah, Cyprus. Closely followed there? by Wales, Scotland, Canada, South Africa, then New Zealand, India, England, Australia. See, I thought so, I thought Cyprus was a city, not an actual uh, country. So, <laughs> yeah, sums it up. But um, I'm glad our I'm glad our good mate got a bit of a gig out of it. Probably got some money and a yeah, a few Heinekens. As but we, as we like to call, him. we don't we don't tend I don't tend to use that word Heineken in New Zealand. No. Um, I hope he's I hope he's got a bit of money to down some some very rare beers over there, maybe some gold medal ales. Yeah, but true. He's yeah he's he's positioning himself well. In, in the realm of the media whore, as we like to say. So good on him. I can't wait to get him on the show once his um, his obligations with the Commonwealth Games are done and we can really talk about the in-depth issues yes. around um, sporting with, with our good, fr- good friend, Chris McGrath. Gold medalist. I mean, he does have a face for TV. Um, he's a beautiful human, isn't he? He's a good-looking man. But we're just going to do the um, Form 15 now, Mike, with... Um, We've had a chat about this in depth today, probably a couple hours over the phone trying to pick 15 players. Quite hard to pick, but I'm going to start with a tight five. We're going to pick um, at loose head prop Alan Alatoa from the Brumbies. I think he's getting through a lot of work doing his core roles um, really well. Uh, hooker Malcolm Marks from the Lions. Easily the best hooker in the world at the moment. He's, uh, he's put the Lions on his back. He's doing well. Tight head prop, Tong and Thor, still going good. Scored a try on the weekend. He actually did his shoulder this week, though, so he's not playing, but he's a tight head prop. The Tong and, the tong and Thor, you think he's coming into his own? Absolutely. He's, he's playing Growing well. up. Uh, the two locks, obviously the best player in the world, Brody Retallick, gets a gig there. And uh, number five oh, is Peter Detoit from the Stormers. Last week he carried the ball 15 times and made 10 tackle busts. Uh, so he's playing absolutely... Uh, well, dominating teams for the Stormers. But you've got the flankers for me, Mike. Who did we choose for the flankers? So with this one, I sort of followed the heart a little bit more than following the stats. And I'm going off what I saw last week. So I'm actually going to plug an old battler here. I'm going to go number six is Brad Shields. I think he's playing pretty well, <laughs> considering he's heading off. Yep. I know. Big call. Big well, call. He only missed about four tackles last week, but after that That's he was all right. right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> See, this is it. I'm I'm going with the heart rather than with the stat. The eye test. So, the eye test. It, the eye test. You know who's who's standing out. Um, I actually, I'm actually going to pick Hooper as number seven. Yep, my favourite. Your favourite man on the planet. So as I said, there'd be a bit of controversy here. I think in these positions, it's interesting because there's a lot of players playing well, but no one's really grabbed it by the ball, so to speak. Yeah, well, Michael Hooper um, plays good every game, and the Aussie public hate yeah. him because he's not as good as Pocock. It's just disturbing. But anyway, your number eight, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> My number eight has to be um, 
I can never pronounce his first name, but Aoani oh, from the Blues. Akira, Akira, a- Akira, Akira Aoani. You got to roll that uh, from the Blues. Yep, a- Akira, Akira. Good Akira choice. Yoani. Good choice. So he's a, he's he's a man mountain. He's an absolute man mountain. He scores every t- every game. Every time he's five meters out, he seems to score. So uh, he's definitely the number eight of the of the tournament so far. Yep. Great choice. We'll uh, go on to the halfbacks, fly half. So number nine, they had the bye last week, but Aaron Smith, I don't think anyone's upstaged A-A him. wrong. Yeah, A-A wrong. He's doing well. Um, Jake Gordon from the Waratahs probably should get a nod there as well. Uh, the number 10 came into his own in the New Zealand tour of the league is Robert Dupree from the Sharks. Uh, you know, he scored 38 points by himself against the Blues and just a uh, goal-kicking machine. Running the ship well. My two centres, number twelve, Simu Karevi from the Reds. Uh, just, just tackle, just tackle, bus man. You know, um, gets the ball. He's he's playing a lot better. Not sure whether he's a twelve or thirteen, but he's coming to his own at thirteen. And number thirteen is A L B Annet. Oh, Annet. <laughs> and <laughs> up and Adam. Anton Leonard Brown, uh, the outside centre for the Chiefs, just does his job. He's kind of like a Conrad Smith, you know, just makes a few breaks, sets up a few tries and makes his tackles. Have you got the wingers and fullback for us, Mike? So the wingers and fullback, again, a bit of controversy, but I liked what I saw from Mavovo from the Sharks against the Hurricanes last week. Oh, Mavovo. Again, Mavovo. He was um, pretty dynamic and I liked what I saw. So I put put him in there as a bit of a bolter. So... Yeah, big bolter. Big bolter, bolter for the world like 15. Yeah. Um, I hate to do this one because it really, this this just kills me, but Matt Duffy. Oh. He's playing, he's playing well and he's finishing well. So he's playing with a lot of intensity. You've I gone like very, him being at 14. You've gone very multicultural in your back three so far, um, which I wasn't expecting. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of good Pacific well, Islanders, was... and you've gone completely opposite. That's all right. <laughs> well, I, I could have, I could have gone out there, but you know, you you see the Hurricanes, you've got Lamb, and you have got all those boys, and yet they're always going to be great. But they're good because they're big men. But yeah. Matt Duffy, I think he's punching above his weight, so um, I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him the 14 jersey okay. this week round. And my fullback, I wanted to go with Ben Smith, but I'm going to play this off who I've seen. Uh, in the last week, and Geordie Barrett coming in and stepping up. So, okay, he's a he's an absolute freak of a man, just like his um just like his brother. Yep. So that's my that's my form fullback at the moment, and yeah, likely they'll they'll very change next week. So, yeah, nice. Yeah. We will um we'll post that on Facebook, guys, and you can comment on that so we won't go through it again. But uh, we're just going to take a quick break now. When we will preview this week's action. Welcome back to the show. We're going to preview the games starting with the Chiefs versus the Canes. So a few people in and out in these games. For the Canes, TJ Perinara, my my super good mate, he's out with a medial ligament injury to his knee. Uh, Julian Sevilla is out as well. For the Chiefs, uh, Damian McKenzie, my boy, is bracketed. Tyler Aldrin, guy I used to play against in Canada, is also bracketed. But Charlie Nartai is back at fullback. 
Um, so this game, I think it's the game of the week, to be honest, apart from maybe the Tars and Reds, but be a good old battle. But honestly, I think I don't think the Chiefs are as good as as good as what they're doing. Um, you know, they bet the Highlanders by seven points, who played terrible, and they only bet the Blues last week, who aren't a good outfit by two points. So, be tough, tough to get the job done down in Hurricanes land, obviously with Bowden Barrett back. What do you reckon, Mikey? Yeah, yeah. The old Caton will be a bit of a fortress for the Canes, as it has been. So, yeah, I agree with you on the Chiefs actually. They've sort of scraped through and they've finished games well, but it sort of seems like they've battled quite intensely throughout all the games they've played. Um, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt against the Highlanders. They definitely outplayed us. We did not deserve to win that game. Well, the Highlanders didn't. No. keep saying we, but well, we're all part of my heart is. We're all part of it. We're all part of it. We're all part of it. The blood, the blood in the game. So, yeah, I agree with you on that one. I think here, yeah, the Chiefs, the Chiefs have a good team. But as we've seen with the Hurricanes, they're just full of they're full of names and they're full of power. Yeah. They're just full of great, great players who can just punish you if you make any mistakes. So this will actually be a really great battle up front, but especially in the backs and around that midfield is just going to be brutal. So game to watch. I agree with you on that one, Ron. And I think uh, just because it's a New Zealand derby, I think I'm going to go Canes twelve and under. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. The Chiefs seem to battle, like I said earlier, they come back in that second half and they seem to string it together. So, yeah, Um, Hurricanes 12 and under. So you heard it here first, guys. The Canes will come out firing. Chiefs come home uh, to to make it close, but the Canes will get it first. Next game are the Sunwolves versus the Blues. Uh, Jerome Kaino and George Mawala are out with injuries um, and they've moved Rico Ioane to 12. What are your thoughts, Mike? Rico Iwani to 12. They're definitely playing him out of position, which I don't like. He's, he's good on the wing, but the Blues, are, the Blues are clutching at straws here. So they're trying to find a place for him. He's obviously the best player in the team, or one of the best players in their back line. And it's kind of like high school again, you know. You, you throw your best player in the important positions and hope for the best. Probably not the best position they can play in. So he's... He's out of his he's out of his depth and we've seen that in the last few games. He he hasn't performed as well as you'd want him to. He is he is pretty good on defense, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I like what I've seen from Perifeta. Like what I saw last week from him. He really stepped up the young mum. Yeah. So yeah, look, they'll it's probably a great game for them to really get some time under their under their belt in those positions and get a bit of confidence there. Maybe that's all Rico needs. Um, up against the Sunwolves, a little wee bolting favourite of mine. Yeah, nothing fr- frustrates me more than uh, Rico playing twelve. So my idea, <laughs> my idea is, put Rico on the wing, put a guy at twelve who can pass Rico the ball. Like, have you yeah. th- have your thirteen headed up, and you need a ball playing twelve to pass the ball to Rico. I mean, they're playing the Sunwolves this this week, which they should be sweet. But I mean, they did lose them last year. But Rico, when you put him at 12, you know, he's he's not really a crash ball type guy and he, he tries to play with the ball, which which isn't working. So Tana Umanga, if you're listening to me, mate, just put him on the wing, put someone who can pass him the ball at 12 and we're good to go. Would you, we've seen Collins play in the centres before and he seems like a bit more of an, an all-round sort of player. So maybe him at second five, Rico on the wing and bring in Gatland at fullback. 
I think that could be quite a dynamically combination back there, especially against the Sunwolves. No, nah, I reckon you don't put Gatlin at fullback. There's plenty of um, plenty of boys who can play that position. But yeah, I reckon Collins maybe at 13, and then uh, Rico on the wing. You can put uh, Milani Nanai at fullback, or one of those guys, whoever's not injured, or even put um, Peter Feta at 15 and G- Gatlin at 10. But yeah. anyway, we've got, we got the Blues th- 13 plus on this for sure. Oh, absolutely. Lock but, it in, Eddie. All right, next game, uh, the Rebels versus the Jags. So this is Super Saturday, by the way, Mike. Uh, the Sunwolves-Blues games are yeah. at 1.30 for me, so 3.30 for you. Then the Rebels-Jags, a daytime game in Melbourne, which should be pretty good. Um, Dane Halepeti is uh, back at fullback. Reese Hodge is out with a hamstring injury. Um, that's pretty much it. What do you reckon about this game? I've, I've had a bit of hope for the Jaguars. Aguares. And as we've said... As we've said in the past, the Rebels, the Rebels are sort of put in their place. So I think it's going to be a bloody good game. I think this one could be a great matchup there. The Jaguars are finally playing away from home, which will be interesting. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what's going to go on. But Nick Sanchez is a class player, and their forwards are just beasts of men. So really, sort of like that South African style of play up front. They're just brutes play with a lot of passion, as I've said. So I think this one's going to be closer than we think, and I'm going to put the Rebels at 12 and under on this one. Okay, well, the Haguaris are usually... They've usually got a good game in them in um, on their tour of Australasia. Um, so it just depends if this is it or not. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. I, no, but I think the Rebels... I, th- I don't think this is the game, so I think the Rebels will go 13-plus coming off the bye... You know, they'll be full daytime game. They'll be good to go, mate. Rebels. How, how good is this daytime footy? Oh, so much better. The league do it. The league do it well. We need to do it yeah. in, in rugby. Well, they do have 18 teams that they need to get through on the weekend. So That's true. There's a few more games they've got to play. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I love daytime footy. I don't think we'll... Well, yeah, one day we'll see a daytime test again. Hold my breath, but... Well, they just play yeah, better because we'll the ball isn't wet from all the jus. And, um, yeah, so they can throw the ball around. It's more entertaining. It seems simple to me. And you can crack some beers early. Put your feet up. That's have it. a good night. And you can be in bed by sort of 11 o'clock. Yeah. Good day. Wake up, wake up on a Sunday nice and fresh. Makes sense. Well, we're going to take a quick break again, guys. But when we come back, we will preview the final three games. Welcome back to High School Hero, guys. We're going to preview the last three games, starting with our Otago Highlanders. Otago, we are the Otago Highlanders. Highlanders. Winning is our game. That's our Otago <laughs> Highlanders. Great catchy song. Uh, they're playing. Oh, the, they're playing the two Brumbies. Two different verses. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing the Brumbies. The second match for an Australian team against a New Zealand team. Uh, Sopawanga is fit to play after a bit of gout on his foot apparently and um shannon frizzell tyson frizzell's brother is starting at number six ahead of elliot dixon so pretty easy for me mike i mean the brumbies are playing well but they've they've only won at home um lately they've been playing at home lately so the land is coming off the bye i think they'll win 13 plus with especially with sopawanga back and you got uh, the back three of naholo 
Ben Smith and Tavita Lee. So a lot of tries in that under the under the roof. I'd say fifty to it's pretty fifty mu- to twenty. It's pretty much a daytime. It's pretty much a daytime footy game, isn't it? Under the roof. Um, just want to go back to Sopawang. Is it actually true he was suffering from a bit of gout? Apparently, it was bone on bone in his foot, which like pinched a nerve, and then it went up to his his Achilles. So I don't know. It's just a pinch, pinch nerve. Yeah. yeah, it's gout. It's bone on bone. Yeah, you love you love a bit of gout, don't you? You love a bit of gout. Yeah, I can I can really relate to him. I've been suffering the same thing, you know. Bit of ache in the big toe, and then it goes up into the Achilles if you stress it too much. Um, terrible thing. They liken it to childbirth, but he'll pop a few Voltarins, <laughs> nick some nick some H two O, and yeah, he'll be he'll be right as rain. So yeah, I'm going to go Highlanders thirteen plus on this one definitely. Um, support my boys. The boys. And yeah, good luck. Good luck to the Brumbies. Do you reckon that um, gout is the rich man disease? You've been having a bit of red steak and a bit of bit of red wine, Michael. You are known I don't, for that. I don't think that. I don't think that helps, but it's probably just my poor kidneys. To be honest with you. Yeah, fair enough. Working for Spates, you yeah. know, you're gonna have a few beers. You're gonna have a. You're gonna sample the product, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. all this tastes good. Speaking of good, next game: the Tars versus the Reds at the Sydney Cricket Ground. They're playing it there. The the Battle of the East Coast, as they call it. No, the state the state of origin, I think they call it. But the state of O. <laughs> uh, so Tong and Thor's out with a sore shoulder. Scott Higginbotham last gout. last one and a, yeah. Scott Higginbotham last one and a half games, and he's out with the I don't know what he's got. He's got a sore leg, but he's out. Obviously. Israel Falau's out, and Nick Fibbs is back on the bench for the Waratahs. So this should be a good old-fashioned game. But to be honest, I think the Reds are just—they're just losing a bit of a bit of oomph. They obviously started the year as underdogs and kind of took that tag and defended well against everyone and got a few wins. But I think the wheels are falling off a little bit, and uh, the Tars are are flying high. Yeah. yeah. Um, no Brad Thorne either, which I'm disappointed about, but hopefully we'll see him come and play later on in the season towards the tail end. Yeah. But you're completely right. Um, I mean, the Reds are, the Reds are a pretty progressive team, a lot of young people. Um, there may be one who bats the other team in there and they're probably happy Flau's not playing. You see old Raylene Castle came on and said, look, we're not, we're not punishing Flau for his tweets. Mm. We're, um, we're proud he speaks his mind, which I thought was interesting. I Very would have sort of gone around and said, "Yep, he's he can speak his mind, but we have no no place for that sort of bigoted opinion in our culture of rugby." Is yes. the way I would have done it. Well, so, the, the problem is and, the problem is rugby Australia have an, an have an inclusive culture, but I guess in the con they should put it in the contracts where they said you have to have these views. You can't speak your mind under on on these issues. That's how I'd see it from now well, on. It's simple. I, I get you can speak your mind and you can have those opinions, but to come out and say that he's he should know better. Bit silly. Um, Bit you silly. know, behind closed doors and all that. Like, there's lots of things we don't agree with, and we've got a podcast, so yeah, we're not going out and, and talking about the Labor government like um, you know, I I could probably wail on, but at the end of the day. Like you keep those opinions to yourself because they're really not relevant in sport at the end of the day. Well, it's exactly. It's about sport. It's about inclusivity. It's about mano on mano. And, yeah, 
I just think it was a terrible decision on Rugby Australia's behalf. Should have fined him, you reckon, or made him go down to the Oops. the convicts in Sydney, which is a uh, renowned gay team there that are pretty good. The convicts go down there do yeah, some community. I'd I'd love to see him down there just as reaction. Like what? How do, What do you do? You have this belief in God, and then you're surrounded by people you don't agree with. I guess. That's absolutely fine. You can have your belief and you can do all that. I think every every religious culture should be able to live side by side and we should respect different people in different sectors of society. Yeah. But to use your power and position to come out and say something like that, um, which was just completely uncalled for, is a terrible, terrible call of judgment. So um, I hope he's listening and I hope he's, he's learned his lesson. <laughs> Because um, I'd be I'd be slapping him on the wrists, and I hope his mama gives him a slap around the back of the head as well. Oh, so I'm going Tars. I'm going Tars twelve and under. I think it'll be a good match this, and good good way to finish off Super Saturday. Super Saturday, Tars twelve and under. Agree with you on that one. All right, and then the last game of the round, the Sharks versus the Bulls in Durban. The Sharks finally get to go home again. I don't think they have a bye anytime soon either. So pretty tough gig for them going from. Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. It's a tough one to pick this one. I think the Sharks at home, they're coming back home. They're, they're back comfortable and they're playing. They're probably the form team, even though they, they lost to the Hurricanes, but they're one of the form teams in the competition. So I think Sharks will dominate this, mate. I think 13-plus. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Sharks. I think they're actually a class side from what they showed last week. They played with a lot of, a lot of mana and a lot of, a lot of passion up front. The Bulls just aren't the team they used to be, um, even though I think they've come a, a bit further than they have in the last few years with old Johnny Mitchell at the helm. Yep. But I think the Sharks and Durban are going to be too strong. I'm going to go... Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm actually going to go 12 and under on this. All right, slightly different opinions there. To I think, the Sharks. I think the Sharks would be too strong, 13-plus. It's a lot, of, a lot to ask from a team for going on that travel schedule to come back and then play, play out of their skin. But they are professional players. But I'm going to say the travel factors just going to be a little too much for them to pull away. I think there'll be a little bit of, a little bit of rust in the legs, a little fatigue. Yeah, well, the the Stormers did it this year though. They came back from New Zealand, played the Blues at home, um, and they won by twenty seven points. I think so. Can be done. Yeah, especially in this professional. That is the Blues era. though, Ryan. Well, yeah. That is the Blues. Good point. You kind of like the Warriors. Yeah. You, you, you back them, but you don't really put money on them, do you? So. No, they'll they'll mess your multi up for sure. <laughs> they'll definitely. You don't want to, you don't want them anchoring your multi on the last game. So. <laughs> nah, definitely not. But any, <laughs> but anyway, guys, that's a wrap up for this week. Thank you for listening to High School Hero. Um, I'm your host Ryan Frisbee. Thanks for joining me again, Big Mike. Actually. Just one thing, I've obviously, I've obviously called you Big Mike, but everyone's pretty big to me. Did, would you regard yourself as a big man, or what are, you, what are your measurements? What are you... um, so, six foot three, or just under six foot three, six foot two and a half. Yep. Currently weighing in at about 108 clicks. Okay. But I can run the, I can run the 100 in about 11 flats, so That's true. leave that up to the litners. The Litners, the listeners, the old Litners, um, bloody Litners, yeah, will um, will give. So, in most people's eyes, I'm a I'm a I'm a big human, but not as big as some of these lads out there on the paddock this weekend. 
Maybe I should so, maybe I should change it to medium big Mike because I mean six foot twos. It's like a short tall guy, I guess. And one oh eight's you know it's up there. It's up there. I'm very well in proportion though as well. That's true. Although your arms, you got no biceps. You got noodle arms. Not at the moment, no. Not no. at the moment. Yeah, whole life. No, biceps are a show muscle. They're not. A, they're not a proper muscle, you know. Buys get, really get. Buys get the guys. Buys get the guys. Buys get the guys. You know. You know, you're a, you're a lats man, aren't you? A lats man. Yeah. Big wings on you. Got my lats, mate. But yeah, thanks guys for listening. Obviously, Facebook and Apple iTunes or podcast. Make sure you like, share us, rate us, and comment on anything you want. Um, and we'll try bring it up in the podcast. That'd be fantastic. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We out. Kakite ano.